0: right then, we are here. I should have really thought of what I'm going to call this show. It's the Comics in Motion Talking About Loki Episodes 1 to 3 show. (laughs) And I'm Mike Burton of Star Wars Comics and Canon. And that person speaking was Megan, who some people may or may not know is my girlfriend from, if you listen to Genuine Chit Chat, you'll probably know who she is, or the the odd occasional Star Wars episode when we do on the weekends. Uh, And then we're also joined by someone else who's a podcaster, who has been on couple of episodes of Things in Comics and Motion before, and that is Tonya Todd. How are you doing, Tonya?
1: I am wonderful. Thank you for having me.
0: It's okay. We were chatting for half an hour before pressing record about <laughs> lots of things. So we're now, before starting a conversation about something completely else, we're going to talk about Loki. It's not in my skill set to not go off tangent. That's the problem. Normally I just, it's like a f- hyper-focus on Star Wars or genuine chit-chat I have
2: never noticed that about you. Haven't you? Oh,
1: well.
0: <laughs> uh, guys, if you've not heard me talk before.
2: Almost three <laughs> so years into our relationship, I didn't, I really? never noticed that. Oh, wow. It all well, stemmed from
1: how much do you know about Loki? And then somehow we're talking Star Wars and <laughs> Carnage and... <laughs>
2: Yes.
0: Well, I brought up Carnage. You brought up Star Wars, to be fair. You mentioned Solo. As soon as you did that, you knew 15 minutes had to be lost. That's just yes. how it works. Especially so I don't get to speak to about Star Wars as often as I want to. But I'm not going to talk about Star Wars. I almost asked you about Rebels and things, but I'm not. Talk <laughs> about Loki. Right. So, Loki, um, you actually know a lot more about Loki than me or Megan do. I Before the MCU, I knew next to nothing about Loki. I knew he was like a trickster god. I think there's a film where they reference him in Norse mythology and that is literally all I knew about it and then you <laughs> I and
2: knew me. nothing about him I have only So you never read Norse mythology? No I've never known anything about it I, I remember seeing Avengers assemble at the cinema and then referring to Loki as the horn man <laughs> <laughs> so that's as as much as my knowledge used to be about loki but realistically i don't know that much
0: and say what you thought when we first watched because i showed megan all of the mcu like in order, uh, yeah and then what you thought about so this this is a spoiler well anyway, just clarify we're going to be talking about episodes one to three of loki and this is spoiling all of the mcu oh, stuff true, that's currently true, true, true. Out. probably won't talk about division or falcon Winter, yeah
2: so that. i i luckily when we watched the the marvel universe films i hadn't had anything spoiled for me, which was really nice. So I didn't know anything about Infinity War and Game. I literally knew nothing, apart from that there was a click. So that was all I was aware of, and I was under the impression that it was Loki that did it. So I got to the the point in the film. So it's Infinity War, isn't it? Where Loki is obviously against Thanos, and then Loki dies, and I was like, well, it doesn't matter because he's going to come back later because he's going to do the click. But obviously, he never comes back, and it's Thanos <laughs> that does it. So it got to the end of the film, and I was like, oh. I was like, "Oh shit, he's dead!" <laughs> so it took me like two and a half hours to to realize that he actually died. Because we rewatched it like several months later, just
0: Infinity War and Endgame, didn't we? And then you said the death of Loki hit you then more because you realized <laughs> it was actually a thing, uh, yeah. which is funny. But Tanya, you've you've consumed other Loki content. You're you're the Loki uh, expert here today.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, I've just been a fan for many many years, and my introduction was through North mythology, and then in the comics it was like oh i like this iteration of him he, he makes ice cream you know that's his introduction is he <laughs> i'm a big ice cream fan and he comes in and he's just to make mischief he makes everything turn to ice cream <laughs> that's fun <laughs> he's not that's all amazing. boring and goody goody you know like captain america ugh, can you imagine having a conversation with him
0: I, think you're gonna <laughs> I thought you were going to
1: see something else then. I thought you were going to Imagine having a
0: conversation with Captain America. He must be very boring <laughs> to have a conversation with. It's the kind of conversation where your legs do the talking. I think. He uh, gave you that go. look, Megan. He gave me that look. Thank God, there's no video for well, this. I'm
1: sure you you know about the whole um, the question of Batman and Catwoman. Going <laughs> yes,
0: I told internet. Megan about that. I thought that was hilarious. It's not what yeah. heroes do. Apparently, it's like All okay, right,
1: well. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> Hero, of what? I will can confirm Batman does. However, Loki uses his silver tongue too. You uh, get someone like Captain America and it's like, Ugh, you're not supposed to do things like that. You know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But I'm sure there's enough. I've seen because of the whole Batman thing, I've seen a lot of artists renditions that would argue very differently about uh, Batman not, doing that or not doing that. But yes, I think Loki probably I, I well it mentions it in episode three, doesn't he, about sort of they touch upon sexuality. And yes. just to tackle that, in the comics and things, uh does is he a shapeshifter like he is in Norse mythology in the yes. Marvel comics?
1: Yeah, very much so. In fact he is in the comics, he uses Lady Sif's body to become Lady Loki.
0: Oh, Lady Sif—that's uh, Thor's right hand, right hand woman, in accurate. she's in Thor one and two quite a bit.
2: Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: She's there. it was kind of it wasn't really a love triangle. She was just kind of there, fancying Thor for a bit. I assume she's and lot lot well, like Thor's dad. He does marry
1: nod. her in some in some iterations. He does marry her.
0: Yeah, and is Jane Foster in iterations? I know nowadays there is, but yes,
1: yes yeah, she's definitely in.
0: Oh, okay, that's fair. I thought because it's, it's kind of hard sometimes. Like, there's so many things of comics. I know bits and pieces about certain stuff, but obviously there's so many. They've been going for so long. It's just like, oh yeah, well, in those three iterations, that does happen. But in these eight, no, these three other things happen. Right. So, and with Loki is his his character thus far is like a vague overview of episodes one to three of this show in particular. Do you think that reflects him in the comics very well compared, or what's your kind of thoughts on that?
1: There are so many different versions in the comics. Hmm. So sure, there's going to be a comic version that suits what they're doing in this series. I don't know that it suits the character that they already set up.
0: Well, right, I see.
1: I mean, if we're going with the, the idea that this is coming right off of the event in New York, you know, mm-hmm. then he should have needed a lot more time to adjust. Yeah. They addressed it a little. They said, you know, I've just come off a very long day. Okay, but you get over it really fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because obviously it's set before... Thor 2, essentially, because well, when you see Loki and Thor 2 and 3, that's obviously after this Loki would have been uh, pulled out of the would have time and stuff. so it- Right.
1: He would still be all haughty. He would still have that attitude of, I'm above everyone, you know? Mm. And he would have been exhausted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he does vaguely, like, I'm going to become kind of an apologist now. I think, does he not fall asleep very briefly in the room when he's watching the video of
2: himself? Or am I imagining that? He fa- he does fall asleep because Owen Wilson's character wakes him up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I think they were doing like research into other things. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's in well, the that, that, uh, second episode. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's right, actually. Yeah, yeah. That was half right then. Um, yeah, what do you think then? <laughs> what do you think then, Megan, of Loki from the MCU and from sort of it compared to this show? What do you kind of think? Do you think that it kind of suits or not?
2: Uh, I don't know. Because, like, I mean, I feel like he's... Not being as mischievous as he has been in the films. Hmm. Because, like, when he goes missing, he's like in handcuffs, isn't he? So he's a prisoner. So, surely, like, then going to transport it somewhere else, he would probably be a bit more Larry than what he actually is. I don't know. Hmm.
0: I don't know if it's because he sees how ruthless they are, like, to begin with, when he's in the TV place and he sees that guy who doesn't take a ticket and then walks up the front desk and they just you know vaporize him essentially I wonder if Loki's got quite a lot of survival instinct and I wonder if that more so
1: I think he does but the the tone overall in the first half of the first episode I hated oh really it was comical yeah there's some really serious things happening and he is going through tragic episodes and they're making big jokes about it (laughs) I like it that. Felt, it felt carto- <laughs> like, it felt cartoonish and one-dimensional. And that's just at the beginning, you know? It's like when he's looking for his ticket really fast, he didn't need to do it like an every an every man would do it. He would do it like Loki, like, uh, well, glad I have it right here. I see what you're saying. It was too physically comical to me.
0: I see. Do you think the show, as it went on, that's changed? Do you Or do you think the the tonal shift is now working
1: i after the third episode it's definitely working better for me. i think they're trying to make it accessible to everyone and that's their reason for kind of calming him to the point where he's more likable but he sh- it doesn't suit Luke, loki to do that to make himself easier to digest
2: yeah i think that is kind of the crux that they can kind of fall into now that they're the big stuff has happened with endgame that unless you've seen everything it kind of makes some things difficult to watch so like with wandavision for example you kind of had to have seen everything in the marvel universe to understand what was going on in wandavision (laughs) and kind of the same with falcon and the winter soldier Mm -hmm. so i guess yeah with this they've tried to change it slightly so that anyone could watch it
0: yeah, it's kind of like a shortcut. It's almost like, oh, if you haven't watched mm-hmm. Endgame and that stuff, you oh. can kind of see the, the wrap-up. I,
2: I quite like... So, I mean, it even summarises his life, doesn't it? Yeah. Because well, yeah, like, he, he, he literally sees his, his right.
0: end, so... Yeah, he sees his death and he also sees his mum die, doesn't he? Yeah. I was quite intrigued by that scene. I did like that, where he inadvertently caused the death of his mother. Like, I didn't click that mm-hmm. when I first saw when I saw Thor 2. Oh, really? No, no, no. I've, and I've seen Thor 2 a lot of times. So I, I didn't even... When he said up to the left and then scenes later, they went up there, I thought... The mum had kind of just—I don't know—walked. Well, up, he didn't across. mean
2: to
1: to cause her death. He didn't mean the son. Oh no no, right no, 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 This is the person he loved the most in the world, and he sent the bad guys to her.
0: Yeah, that's think- why he
1: was so devastated. In you know when he was in prison, yeah, he was all bloody and the place is destroyed.
0: Yeah, yeah. a very your point. Yeah, I didn't really click that. No, I didn't either. <laughs> there we go. That's how, that's how much I pay attention. Um, that's
1: another one of those movies, like we were talking earlier, that they have all these amazing parts in this movie, but then they have all these other parts that are just really difficult to watch.
0: Yeah, I think Thor 2 is quite a lot like the prequels for Star Wars in that sort of sense, where it's kind of that, it, because that's one of the most disliked of the MCU. I think Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, and Thor 2, I think of the three kind of, Films that have got the most amount of mixed reviews on them, and mm-hmm. Avengers too. It's all the twos. All the twos. All the twos, except Captain America two. That's generally
1: no. The, the Captain rated. America is the one series that got better as it went
0: along. That's what I think, but you think the opposite, didn't you?
2: I don't really remember anymore to be honest
0: <laughs> we recorded watch. afterthoughts about them we recorded on my Patreon episodes so here's the thing with Megan we have I'm to really get rubbish. to watch something like, I
2: can't be bothered to retain it
1: no, that's it's why. more
2: that I don't I don't have the retention to retain it there's there's other facts and information that are more important that's, that need to resay my memory yeah like knowing
0: all the lyrics to like, old step songs and things like yeah, that
2: obviously <laughs> uh, I, I, th- I think so I think I started to prefer Captain America the more I watched it but I honestly can't remember yeah
0: but you're more- more in the camp of of Tonya where you don't like Captain America quite as much whereas nah. I love him I think I great. think he's
1: wonderfully portrayed like mm. that is Captain America he did a fantastic job yeah yeah but he is a goody goody and that's kind of boring
2: yeah it is boring yeah
0: although with a beard Oof. Looks incredible. When he shaved the beard in Endgame, I was devastated. The moment when Thor sees him in Infinity War, he's like, you can't be my beard. That's one of my favourite moments in all the MCU and Captain America. Chris Evans with the beard looks phenomenal. You like the silly bits. I do. I love, I love quipping because the thing is for me is when I watch these sort of things, I love it when you have really dark stuff and you make jokes about it I don't know if it's because I'm just English And that's what we do Like horrendous stuff Happens and <laughs> we, then we do just downplay like, things Yeah English. we just
2: like there's, In England it's really bizarre there's Something like, really horrible Could happen And we would be like It's a bit It's, it's a bit bad innit Yeah it's like What's we well, like, this downplay. horrible You know
0: horrendous thing but It's not quite as bad As you know <laughs> Spilling your tea or something And it's just It's so nonchalant <laughs> about anything a forbid Had to say the, the stereotype Especially because Tony drinks tea And, no and neither of I us do. do But I'm
2: drinking it right now
0: <laughs> we're, we're drinking water so. Exciting
2: Let's yeah. get back to Lo- I always have to be the mediator on this. That's what uh, I bring yeah, along. Let's get back to Loki. I always have to be the one that brings <laughs> it back to the actual topic. Okay
1: so, okay. so you were talking about the scene where he sees his mother die. And I will say that I was so moved by the acting in that scene. All we're getting is his face. A lot of that. Were- and, and also watching the scenes with his family, you know, seeing that he reconnects with Thor, seeing that his father accepts him and then watching his own death. The brilliance in his ability, like just that is why you get a Shakespearean thespian to play this role so that you can see all of that play out on his face.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the acting in this is top notch from everyone involved. Obviously, Hiddleston is clearly the star and obviously with episode three, um, when you've got the actress who plays Sylvie, whose name I didn't look up. I did and I've forgotten it. So I'm a terrible person. I need to look that up in a minute, but Regardless, that like everyone in this, I think acts really well, and Owen Wilson's in it, and obviously his character Mobius. I really enjoyed it as well. It's got a nice amount of Owen Wilson in it. Wow, wow! He doesn't say wow apparently in the whole series. It's been confirmed by sure. i <laughs> what's, what's, what's the point?
2: Guys, why point? Why the even cast Owen Wilson if they're
1: not make does say wow? I wow. think he did say it in episode two.
0: Did he? We're gonna have to go back and uh, watch. I don't remember,
1: thing. but I feel like he did because somebody. I was watching with someone who said, "Hey, that's the Wow guy." <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, what do you two think of the uh, Mobius? Then, if you have any strong opinions, making shaking the red.
2: Uh, no, I like him. I, I like the character. <laughs> do
0: you like his mustache.
2: Owen Wilson with a little mustache. Yeah, he's all right. I'm. I'm. I'm a fan. I, I like Owen Wilson, so I think he's enjoyable. Okay. What about you, Tonya? <laughs>
1: I didn't see how Owen Wilson was going to fit in this universe, but I think he's doing a good job.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He's enough of himself uh, to be – because, you know, Wilson is just whenever he pops up and stuff. I
1: think he's enough of not himself. Like, he's doing a good good enough job of not playing himself.
0: Yeah, not quite.
1: He's there, but he's not playing himself.
0: Yeah, I think his charm is there. I think that's what I like. Is, uh, I and they have focusing. good
1: chemistry, the two t- – he and Tom Hiddleston have good chemistry.
0: They do. I was sad in episode three, in episode two, when Loki runs through the door and he's like, "Oh no, he's going to think Loki's like kind of betrayed him," and that made me sad. I just <laughs> want to see that like, this buddy cop thing go out forever. That's that's all I want. 10 seasons of Loki like they just finish whatever this main story is and every episode they just go back in time to somewhere really cool where there's like well, a massive event happening well they need to upgrade happening. his
1: outfit then if they're going to do a whole, <laughs> whole the, show the, like var- that.
0: the variant <laughs> just that one I think there's someone on uh, What's the Topic another show on Comics emotions Motion was, I think it was Matt I think he said that um, that's going to be the next Halloween costume it's going to be people wearing it like a jacket with just the word variant written on the back
1: yeah I can see that yeah definitely or the hunter uniform
0: the hunter uniform. Oh, that them? Where are they? The guard people of yeah. the TVA. Right, right. right I see. I'm um, speaking of the TVA. Actually, um, I've heard that they're in some comics. Have, have you read any of them? Oh yeah,
1: they are. No, I have not. I have not read any with the TVA, but I am aware of them.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think most people I speak to they say they are aware of them, but haven't specifically read the comics that they're in. I once again had no idea who they were, but I absolutely love the aesthetic. I love like old. Computer stuff, but being ridiculously ta- powerful technology, it's like all that sort of. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in a in a way, it's almost steampunky in in the sense, kind of in more so less the aesthetic look of it, and more the kind of thematically. You know, steampunk can be like future tech, power gears, and smoke and whatnot. <laughs> so I quite like where you have got this really old cool computer equipment, and it's like the most powerful thing in the in well, the multiverse. Or what are you what are you are going to call it in the entire universe? I liked that sort of thing. What do you think, Tonya, of the uh general aesthetics of the show?
1: They fit what they're trying to do, but I wouldn't want to be there.
0: <laughs> very beige.
1: It is very beige. I
0: think that's what I like about it, the bureaucracy.
1: Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Man.
0: That's good. <laughs> Megan agrees, everyone. Moving on.
1: <laughs> Nothing to say. You feel very strongly about that, don't you? <laughs> I
0: go, do. Go on then, Meg. What, what, what do you have to say about the Loki show? is there anything in particular you want to
2: highlight? I think the TVA are baddies. You think they're baddies? I think they're baddies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, it's it's a bit too it's a bit too sinister and vague, isn't it? For Very it to anything like all the propaganda posters and just
1: let's just brainwash everyone into thinking that this is the best ever. It yeah, just it I kind of makes so.
2: me think of like. Um, You know, those public safety announcement things that like, it's mainly America. It's you guys that have the public safety announcement things where it's like, don't do drugs. They're bad. And it's just like, (laughs) it seems like the like too like in your face, too positive kind of thing. It's like, nah. It's it's too positive. You don't it's too it. much. You don't trust it. Right. Megan it doesn't just trust. makes you want
1: to take an ice pick to your head. Like <laughs> you, you must stop. You must stop with all of this happiness.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Megan it was like with John was it John Walker in Falcon and the Soldier. Yeah. You if, any, if, you're too ha- if you're too
2: happy or you're too nice, I don't trust you. Oh because... yeah, you can't trust him. Not it's the up guy in the outfit, man. <laughs> 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 it is just one of those things, yeah, because it's, it's, it's also the comment that um what is it, Sylvie made where Owen oh, Wilson, I don't know their names. What's his name? Mobius. Mobius. Mobius says that they're they're born there or they're created there, aren't they? In the in the TVA, they're all. But actually, in fact, Sylvie says that they're all variants. So mm-hmm. Loki was just like, "Well, they don't know that." Yeah. So there's and you know like- his
1: compassion slipping out in this last episode.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But he he was concerned about that. Well, they don't know that, and you think about he didn't know that he was adopted. He didn't know he was a frost giant. Yeah. These people are living a lie and they don't even know who they really are. That got
2: to
0: me. Yeah. I just want Owen Wilson to get his jet ski. That's all I want.
2: <laughs> just, oh, yeah.
0: I just want him to be able to get on a jet ski. That's what I hope like the last, of there's like a post credit scene. Yeah, that,
2: that's what,
0: <laughs> that's what like, Loki <laughs> takes in I feel like they were there.
1: setting that up. <laughs> I really, really
0: hope so. Like they do whatever it is. They find out the TV area some sort of big, bad, evil. Um, we'll get to that in a minute actually because I'm jumping the jumping the gun. Classic. Um, so female Loki then. Let, let's talk about her. So it is Sil- it's Sylvie, isn't it? What. Yeah. What were your guys' sort of opinions on uh, Sylvia as a character? If you want to go first this time,
2: Megan, I don't mind her. I I feel like uh, her character annoys me slightly in the sense that it feels like she's trying too hard to be like putting up that barrier and trying to be like a bit too sassy. If if that like it she just seems like she's trying too hard. Right, that's that's Loki all over. That, yeah, no, me. I know, I know. So, I, th- I think it works. I think
0: that I agree in the sense that she, it does come across that way, but I think that was intentional. I,
2: I think. think it's because like I'm used to Loki doing it. So, now <laughs> there's that there's another person doing it, I think it's just a bit too much.
0: They're doing it slightly different ways. Yeah. They're kind of like weirdly, sadly trying to one up each other in, in a certain yeah. way. I, I, whereas I like that, I find that endearing. What, what about you, uh, Tony? What are your thoughts?
2: My,
1: okay, I predicted it was Lady Loki in the first episode You
0: did, and because... I've got, I think, messages with you to prove that That you did actually <laughs> say that When it happened, I was like, you said this would happen
1: <laughs> I forgot about that <laughs> It's because her I've spent a bit of time Looking at Loki in the films And that wasn't his build That wasn't his form or I shape you, So it's I? like, that looks like a woman So they're probably And you know how the different letters go L-O-K-I And they they all switch? Yeah So the first episode is all about talking about variants, variants, variants. And then they have the letters switching. So I was after the first episode, I predicted that there will be four different Lokis in this Hmm. and that each letter stands for one.
0: Oh, Oh, that's that's cool. cool. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. And so
1: L would be Lady Loki. And then they reveal that it is Lady Loki. And then I noticed that she had that she had the, the horns where only one is showing. And I remembered There is like, I couldn't figure out, okay, well, what are the K will probably be kid Loki. If, if there, you know, this is just a theory. Mm. I don't know yet, but if we do lady Loki, the O, I wasn't sure if that was going to be old man Loki or if it was going to be original. Like, I don't know what the O stands for. The K I figured would be kid Loki. And then the I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. But when I saw the horns like that, there is a version that went by i call Loki backwards. Oh, okay. And I'm not super familiar with that version. And it's kind of more than one of them, if I recall. And I don't want to look up anything right now because I don't want spoilers. It's like, I cannot wait till the last episode so I can just read all this stuff that is being <laughs> triggered. <laughs> or That's it could be the version of Loki where they, where they don't really have the letter L and they use I where it's Loki. It's like oh, more Norse. Like, yeah, I was gonna so say. I don't know what they're going to do, but these are like, these are the things that are firing through my head after the first episode. Mm-hmm. Then they show her in the second episode and she's blonde. And I was very disappointed with that because the female Loki is Sif. So mm-hmm. she looks, you know, she has the Raven hair and she's very tall and basically looks like a female version of the Loki that they have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then she starts using this green magic that seems more like Enchantress than Loki.
0: Mm, Yeah. Then she says her name is Sylvie.
1: Well, Sylvie is like a, a fake Enchantress in the comics and Loki gave her the power. So maybe it's not, she's not a Loki at all. Maybe she just thinks she's a Loki. Maybe a different version of Loki My guess would be the oldest version because he's the most evil and most powerful. Gave her this power, and he's the one pulling the strings. You know, he's the one pulling her strings. Because if you notice, her power was able to work from character to character, that's pretty strong. Yeah. If she can enchant this person through touch, and then in turn, have that person enchant another person when she's no longer part of that equation, imagine how strong. person controlling her would have to
2: be yeah because she says that she teaches herself the magic doesn't she in the third episode she said that she taught herself Mm. which again is also kind of like vague like how would you even be able to teach yourself that kind of magic without any help yeah but if you have
1: memories i've been watching each episode twice because i knew we were going to discuss it something that bothered me in the third episode is it seemed like they were setting her up to be Loki's love interest and it's like I thought that Yeah, Yeah. Why would you have yourself as your love Interest but then I started You know brainstorming well if She's Sylvie she's not Loki And so She very well could be and If you I, I watched it again Last night and she says I'm not you
2: mm-hmm. Yeah yeah She does say that because there's, we, we, there's
1: all this dialogue That lends to it actually being Somebody else and She's not really Loki
0: yeah, that is interesting. Or I thought it in a sense, because when I got a bit close, I was like, I wonder why that's happening. And then I thought, well, the thing is, Loki is arrogant. So it makes sense in my mind for him to fall in love with the female version of himself. So that's what I was kind of. Oh, well, look at you. That's that's <laughs> what I was like. You know, I haven't got as much faith in Loki as you have. I'm like, well, I, I really like him and I, I like Sylvie. I think she works as a character. Um, and I, th- I, I, I like, like watching interacting. her fight,
1: that's for sure.
0: It is a lot of fun. <laughs> It's cool, uh, but yeah, it was. I, I I do like her interactions with him. I think they are going to go. I'm, I'm trying to think what they're going to do with with her specifically. Like, obviously, the TVA is not what they seem, and then, you know, the the time keepers and things. Like, are they in the comics much? Do you know of, or have you read many of?
1: They they are definitely in the comics, and we haven't talked about Gugu and Baathara's character, Ravona. Oh, they is, wouldn't bring in a ca- that, that caliber the, actress to play a role that wasn't going to be important. Who's the, the judge? Who's the judge? Yes, she's the judge.
2: Yeah. The, oh, oh yeah, the yeah. one that like Owen Wilson's character is talking to, and he yeah. like manages to persuade him/her to give him like this last chance. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, kind yeah. of the head honcho. Who, yeah. 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 She's the one who sits at the desk with the. Yeah, she must come right. up again because obviously she she chases them with the like Baton sticky thing. things that, and you'll t- notice <sighs> that when.
1: All the timelines were, you know, all the explosions were happening and everyone's rushing. Well, she grabs her baton and she went straight for those golden doors. She went to go protect them. Mm. Mm. She didn't go running off to do the other stuff. She was like, oh, let me go keep house here. Yeah. And I think that that will be important later.
0: Yeah, is it, I'm interested by the sort of at the end of episode two when it had all the, the branches coming off because uh, yeah. uh, Sylvie sent back those. Um, I've written it down what they were called. Um, sent back the reset charges um, back and causing branch timelines to kind of keep the TVA busy and things. Like, I don't know. There's certain theories of it. Is that going to be the, the catalyst for uh, Doctor Strange multiverse of madness or what happens in potentially Spider-Man 3? Is that going to actually cause the multiverse if in Loki technically there isn't- what-
1: the incidents are in Spider-Man
0: 3. And I won't spoil anything for you, okay. but it's like the rumors there's, in, there's Into the Spider-Verse. Have you seen that? Yes. There's rumors that's going to at some point intertwine with the MCU. That there's So okay. that's it. There's nothing confirmed and, you know, you know, I wouldn't spoil it for you if there was, but that's the sort of, <laughs> and I'm thinking, is that where they're going to go? Because Spider-Man especially in the comics and stuff, there's so many multiverse stuff. Like Spider-Man has their own so many variants of spider-man in itself anyway mm-hmm. so i wondered right. if that and obviously doctor strange is called doctor strange the multiverse of madness so it wouldn't be called that if there wasn't a multiverse so i don't know if loki is kind of i didn't know that
1: i didn't know the title of the new doctor Strange.
0: didn't State you movie. i'm sorry no well there you go i will that as well it's okay boom and there you go well ruin everything but there you go so that's probably what the next sort of but di- didn't you did you suspect that the mcu would eventually go into multiverse stuff because in all the marvel comics the multiverse is pretty heavy in a lot of storylines that are quite major.
1: Well, I do know that what if is, is in the works or, you know, That's I don't know what soon. stage it is.
0: It's coming out after Loki, I think.
1: Okay. So I figured that would be tied in somewhere. Mm. So, you know, did I predict that they would bring the multiverse in? Once we saw Endgame, it seemed very possible. Like they set it up to be able to do that, mm. but I really didn't know where they were going. Yeah. I cannot wait to read all of these things after the last episode. So I can just be like, what was this thing? What was this? What was this? You know,
0: definitely. Um, so with the third episode, then one thing that really stood out to me was especially the ending. The, visually. I think this whole, I love this show. I, for me, the show so far has been uh, better than Falcon, the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. We're well, not better, but I've enjoyed it more. But I think the third episode, especially really cemented that because I thought the last like five minutes or so, when it, it It's filmed like it's a one shot. I don't think it is a one shot. I think it's like meant to look that way where the camera's just following them. You know, I caught
1: that last night and I think that parts of it are. Yeah. And I'm saying this because I have, I've done that on set. I have been on the other, you know, I've been on the actor side of the camera. Mm -hmm. So I can see parts that are, but anytime they like span up and they're looking at the damage, I think that's a cutaway.
0: Yeah. Or when something goes past the camera a lot of the time, there's that sort of, because you get that, the black all you need is it doesn't have to be black but you know like a, I
1: think they did do long takes but I don't think it's one shot
0: yeah I, and I love that type of cinema uh, cinematography it's um in any time that they do a big scene that's like that the Marvel uh, the Daredevil series did that they did that in a film called Children of Men there's loads of them that I just I love that kind of cinematography
1: mm-hmm. yeah I love that and too. it
0: feels so intense and you feel like you're there and I just thought it was all choreographed so well and I just loved that whole end scene it made me think of when I first saw Avengers Assemble in the cinema and there's the scene it's about two thirds through and there's fighting Oh, I know in- what you're talking about. Yeah. It used
1: to be my favorite shot. It's the Whedon shot. Yeah. They it, do it, it at just- the end of Buffy too, in the last episode of Buffy. Well Megan hasn't seen, seen that. it. I haven't Megan- seen
0: it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Megan's only <doing Okay>.
1: on your- <laughs> It's just a shot. They they do a circular shot. That is not a spoiler yeah, for the plot. But yeah, it's um
0: <laughs> Yeah, with uh with that I love that. It's one of my favourite uh things. And it just when I saw it in the cinema the first time in Avengers Assemble, I just had a massive smile on my face. I was like, This is amazing. And then when they did yes. a similar thing here, I was just like I-, I loved it. I thought the last episode, I love it when they're looking up at the, the ship with the arc and then that bit of debris hits it and it's just mm-hmm. harrowing. And I love that sort of that type of cinema. I I like it when things go dark, really, a lot of them. I like really funny things and silliness, but I also do like really dark intense things and I think when they're interwoven together I think it works really mm-hmm. well which is what I like about Ragnarok which obviously is not quite which you-, <laughs> you and I disagree on Ragnarok on uh, <laughs> our levels of enjoyment at least aren't the same uh, on that regard but what do you uh, think then Megan of that sort of the last episode and that sort of shot in particular what
2: well, the last scene
0: yeah yeah where they're running from the
2: I thought it was cool I just thought like the placement of where the like asteroids were gonna go was quite predictable yeah like, you could see exactly in which bits and where those like not bombs but where the explosions were going to go off i i mean i liked it it was like visually pleasing the only thing is is that like obviously we know that they're going to be able to get off of this place surely yeah. like,
0: like, if they die and then the next two, three, ep- three episodes like, there's, there's three nothing. more
2: episodes so you know that something <laughs> is going to happen that is yeah. going to enable to, them to get off of whatever this planet is called Lamentus One Lamentus One so or out of this like time period anyway because I'm assuming they're going to have to go back to whatever time that they were in previously
0: yeah I felt like the TV because the T- they say kind of they say in episode one or two of the TVA where well, where is it it's kind of time works differently there so it's one of those kind of, is it in time purgatory or I don't know. What, what do you think of that, that last sort of aspect of the episode, um, Tonya?
1: About how they're going to get off the planet?
0: Uh, we, the, that, that kind of one shot scene sort of thing. Yeah. I love watching
1: that kind of stuff. If it's done well, I love watching it. They did it in the dark world. It was it was a fake it. They, they faked it in the dark world. Oh. Where they had that long scene with Loki changing his form over and over again oh yeah but, but he would walk behind a column every time so it wasn't real yeah life.
0: that doesn't count that doesn't, no, it, doesn't. <laughs> it looks all right but yeah, i like the pro- proper way it looks yeah genuinely from uh, that sort of aspect um ben also do you have a favorite episode of those three thus far tonya
1: i think that this is my favorite episode because there were no parts that i hated right <laughs> no i mean that though I, I don't mean that to be funny but there were parts that i absolutely like, you know, I'm so excited. My favorite MCU character gets his own show, but I told you my fears. I don't want them to little Annie him. You know.
0: Well, Yeah. Well, other people listening were well, basically you didn't. You said to me you didn't want them to turn him into basically like another Star Lord, just a quippy, funny character. You want him to kind of retain right. his individuality, which is why you love him.
1: Yeah, he's different from those. You know, like he looks down on those characters, so he shouldn't turn into one of them. And the way they had him running up on the rock all comically, it's like. He should just ascend. He shouldn't scramble like it. They're making it too silly the way he was grabbing that ticket, you know, th- those kinds of things. They redeemed it when he did the pickpocket thing, which I saw. It's like, oh, he would not accept this guy's help. But like, he doesn't know this fool. He just he just stole the thing. Like, you know, like I didn't know what it was called. Like he, he would not accept help from this guy like it's just some guy to him yeah so he just picked his pocket so I was really glad that they did that well and then in the second episode the stupidest thing that redneck guy in the store should not have been able to toss him around like that
0: because he's quite heavy isn't he low? he's meant to be like
1: he has godlike strength I mean you saw what happened when he was fighting Captain America he had trouble with him Captain America, who has super soldier serum, had trouble fighting Loki, who wasn't even trying that hard. He was just not going down easily unless the the shield blasted his own blast back at him. Mm-hmm. And then he just went down. It's not like he was destroyed. He was just Hulk smashed and just had a few scratches, not a broken bone. But this redneck guy is going to toss him around while he has his magic? No. Mm. That doesn't make any sense at all I think that's a huge hole in the series Yeah, You shouldn't have been able to do that The other hole is If magic doesn't work in the TVA Why isn't he blue?
0: Yeah, because he uses the illusion to make himself look like uh, Well, look more like a Asgardian, doesn't he? Because Isn't when he holds the is it the Tesseract He goes back to his normal
1: It wasn't the Tesseract It, it was, was the that I can't think of what it's called The it's ice beam thing? What they have in Jotunheim
0: mm. Yeah, because then you see his skin sort of turn blue and things, and that's when he's confused. And whenever
1: they touched him, his skin would turn blue.
0: Yeah. But he didn't realize that. So is that a magic spell that he that was cast on that's him by the monk? something
2: that Odin did. It's a spell that Odin
0: cast. Oh.
2: Yeah, so then, yeah, in, in theory, it shouldn't work there, should it, if no magic works?
0: Hmm. Yeah, but that would cost a lot more money to do special <laughs> effects makeup, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, it would.
0: <laughs> Which is the probably the reason they didn't do it. Or they were like, "Ah, oh, if he looks all blue and stuff, it wouldn't be as, I don't know,
1: it's the same reason he's walking around with his helmet up when he decides he's going to be a guard.
0: Yeah, that you bit would have annoyed me. The
1: shield down because yeah, I would thought know that that as you're
0: well. not a guard. Yeah, like, Yeah. surely they recognize him. That's
1: something you. that always bothers me in movies. Like, wear the mask.
0: Yeah, it is that because it doesn't it would be make like,
1: sense for you to show your face. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like they wouldn't know who Loki is as a person, but they'd know this person isn't, a, he doesn't work with us. You know, if you work right. in a job and you just see someone wearing a uniform, you're like, <laughs> okay you're new oh, I'm putting this person in there well on the day this the world's ending you've just appeared it is a bit right. yeah half I agree with and everyone's part. trying to
1: get on this train
0: yeah and what do you think of the drunk cloaky bit
1: it bothered me some that he allowed himself to get that drunk but I think that they had to show that he that they were both becoming vulnerable around each other that he's getting drunk and she actually fell asleep after they had their little tender moment about I can't sleep around you because I don't trust you you know yeah that's why i definitely think that they are gearing to make them a love interest and i don't think they would go so far as to have him be in love with himself <laughs> but i really think it's going to be that she is just sylvie
0: yeah because i know like, with wandavision for example um spoiler if you haven't seen wandavision uh is you've got uh agatha harkness mm-hmm. and it's like that
1: it was that, Agatha I, the whole time yeah. <laughs> was it though <laughs> it
0: wasn't really it was actually <laughs>
2: it was just a song <laughs> yeah Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like with that it was Um, I think it was Dave of Comics Emotion when we were speaking about WandaVision he said from the start he was like oh that's a that's a, her name the name she was giving herself which I've forgotten in the town what she called herself was a, an alias of Agatha Harkness I think it was and then Agatha Harkness is actually a character in the comics and I, so I wonder if with Sylvie they're doing the same thing of being like the MCU is different enough so it could be but it's mm-hmm. it's, di- it's same it's similar enough in certain ways that it could be but it's different enough that it's you know different interpretations um, which is cool but I, I liked the drunk bit somewhat because I kind of viewed that as he's just kind of not acknowledging his pain truly he's just trying to drink it away
1: mm-hmm. which
0: is quite a common Asgardian trait it seems
1: Right. it's yeah. nice to hear him sing
0: well do you know do you recognize the language because I think if it, it sounded quite Nordic
1: so it sounded like that to me too but I couldn't make out any of
0: it You're not even a real fan of Loki you could always a fan
2: of Loki You don't know what language you were singing I in the I said I'm three. not the
1: biggest fan I just am <laughs> a big fan
2: <laughs> There were some words in the song that sounded like they derived from Latin though because like I recognised some of them so I'm mm. not entirely sure Yeah But it was probably It's one of those
1: morse. things I don't want to look up until after the show because I'm afraid of any spoilers but I bet the song said something important
0: Might have done actually That would be interesting Or like some sort of you know foreshadowing thing they they like like did that quite a lot don't they you see either some wall art or there's a prophecy or there's a song and mm-hmm. some part of that you know i like to compare it to like sean the dead like the, the plot the, the very basically says the entire plot right at the start um of the film or something similar to that And there's lots of little moments where it kind of foreshadows edgar edgar wright does that all the time in his films where there's ways to know how the plot's going to go because he mm-hmm. leaves so many hints for it
2: it was in norwegian <laughs> you yeah. looked it up <laughs> yeah i did look it up but it hasn't said any spoilers um it, yeah it's norwegian there we well, go. That cool that makes sense
0: it does it does um right then so we've spoken about uh, i think there's most a- elements of this aside from future predictions is there anything else before we get to predictions that you want to mention uh tonya you that we haven't touched upon no
1: i think we covered all the stuff i wanted to mention anything from you
2: yeah mark it's all right, I'm
1: enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, well, cool. Um, we'll do predictions then, we'll do a wrap-up then. So, uh, Megan, do you have any sort of predictions for the next three episodes at all?
2: I just think the TVA are going to be baddies. Mm-hmm. I think Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, is obvi- he's going to come back, okay. and yeah. well, hopefully, and he's going to be on, I think Loki's going to be on his side and they're going to end up working together to beat, the baddies, which I think are the TBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's that's my only real prophecy is the word that I was going <laughs> to use, but pr- pr- to pr- prediction is the word that I want.
0: Try to be a mystic here. Uh, what about you, Tonya? Because obviously earlier you spoke about this all of the old man Loki theory. Is that your main theory or do you have some others for uh, the last three episodes?
1: I, I'm still holding out for more versions because of how heavily they were hitting the variant aspect. Mm. I mean, it may not be the four Lokis that I predicted in the first episode, but I do think we will get another. I think someone is controlling her. I think someone gave her the power because the fact that they chose Sylvie as her name to me and that they're trying to push them together as love interests, that to me says the other Loki probably gave her those powers. And so my question is obviously the TVA, they're bad. And we're not, we only have three episodes. It's like, how are they going to do all of this? Is the big bad going to be the evil version of Loki? The, you know, the oldest, most evil version of Loki, the one that cannot die. Or is it going to be the the middle statue that they keep referring to? It's like they have the three TVA guys, but clearly they're pointing to the one as being something important. Mm -hmm. And I think that has something to do with the judge
0: yeah that's what I, my my sort of thoughts on it were basically you the same as you two which was i think i think one of the timekeepers in my view i think one of them is going to be bad and i think what's happening yeah. is the sacred timeline one of them is manipulating or trapping the other two or something and he's got some sort of nefarious
2: well maybe one of them ideas. is the other loki
0: yeah it could be yeah exactly right
1: one of them could be the other loki that's true
0: yeah i think that the, the other loki could be it that's it i, I know there's a few people have said about i think is it is it Kang or something? I think I heard this on what's the topic as well? There's like a couple, you know, in in Marvel, there's a lot of big bads. You know, Thanos right, is one yeah, of them. MODOK is one of one one one. them. <laughs> Kang is one of them. There's there's a lot of these sort of big names, and I know so little about most of these. Galactus is obviously another big one who
1: kind of looks like that one.
0: Yeah, that's what uh, I think because Luke was, was saying Kang. because of
1: the way his helmet is formed. I mean, I've, I would have to look at him again, but uh, and he's is I think Kang, he's purplish, isn't he? Yeah,
0: I think Kang's got a blue or purplish face. He's got something around there. I
1: never read anything with King, but I remember him from one of the cartoons that I enjoyed.
0: I only know him from top trumps. Most of my knowledge that comes from a lot of Marvel and DC stuff is that I had all the top trumps, for all of them, and they have a little paragraph back file and it has their stats and stuff and a picture. So I. I know that you know Galactus is gigantic. I know that MODOK is super intelligent. Mm-hmm. You know these little. I know vague bits and pieces. And then I used to play a right. lot of Marvel video games and stuff. So and I've read a few comics here and there. So I, I kind of know- you know. Now bits. that you
1: say the video game, I totally remember what he looks like. And yes, he looks like the the middle lizard.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's one of those. So a lot of people are thinking, is it Kang who's doing there's all this? There's
1: a fighting game.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's there's well, a lot of things Marvel and. DC and Street Fighter or something, that's one of them.
1: Yeah, some kind of Capcom game. Yeah,
0: maybe. or Capcom versus Marvel, because I know that there's a-
1: Yeah, I think that's it.
0: Because Mortal Kombat versus DC is another one, but yeah, so that sort of thing, because I've, I've seen them as well, and I think it's Kang the Conqueror, and I wouldn't be surprised if this kind of outs him, and then he just kind of disappears, or and then he becomes the main big bad of the- Maybe it's going to be, because we don't know what the name of this next phase, these phases are going to be, because we had the mm-hmm. first four phases, and that was the Infinity Tones saga. I mean, I really found, you know, there were little hints about it, and I think that the multiverse is the the main hint that's going around. Uh, because, you know, WandaVision is all about what your reality is, and like, on a small scale, how this one person can have this different reality in a sense. And
2: then in WandaVision also, there's the like post credit scene at the end where she's like meditating, and then there's all the like the red and like her like she's like twitching kind of like doctor strange does mm-hmm. so exactly you know right. and with the title of the Doctor so Strange movie
1: it's funny that you brought up the infinity stones i was wondering did loki steal the time stone remember when he was in that drawer and he was realizing none of this mm. stuff works and they're paperweights but he was holding a time stone mm. and i mm. wonder if he pocketed that since he is so good at that is that how he stopped that building from falling on them because it didn't appear that he used any of his magic and he hasn't been shown to have telekinesis in the hmm. MCU.
0: Yeah. Cause I mentioned, I wrote that down actually, where he, the building falls on him and look, he stops it. And I was like, that's really cool. But yeah, if not.
1: But the way it happened. It reverses, feel doesn't like it? I've, right. It looked like. Oh uh, yeah, like, that's true. Because if you're using telekinesis, it'd be more a force blast, you know, just get it out of there. Yeah, the dust and it either. would go right. And just go the other direction. It seemed to reverse and go back the way it was. And I'm wondering if he pocketed that time stone.
0: I think that's a good theory. Yeah, uh, that would make
2: what, sense. That's what I would done, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Day. It doesn't work in the TV. because there's no magic. But once you take it out of there, then it surely right. in theory
0: would. Yeah. And I'd say that's the most- Because I've been
2: waiting
1: for it. You know, he was holding it in that first episode. I've been waiting for that to come back into play. Mm. And I thought they were going to show it in this one. And I think they did without pointing to it, which I prefer anyway. I don't mm. like when they're like, you see the thing that
0: we just did? <laughs> yeah. I do like it when it's subtle and it kind of makes people think a lot more on things. I mean, there's some good predictions. I mean, I, I've i been loving this so far. And this is what, as I said, like I would, if they get this plot finished and whatever and it connects to Kang or whatever it does, that's fine. But I would, this is the only series of the three uh, MCU series on Disney Plus that I th- I've, I've liked it the most out of the three, uh, thus far, mm-hmm. but it's also the only one I'd want a series two. As I said, I want a buddy cop, just Owen Wilson and Loki, even if it was just like six more episodes of an hour or something, just going to, I love it. It's one of the reasons Forrest Gump is one of my favorite films. It's just like there's little moments where I love people going back in time and changing things, mm-hmm. but then it doesn't change it. That's how our, actual reality is like if someone <laughs> narrowly avoided death i think you know that someone got almost got shot and then it's like it turns out oh a hero went back in time and pushed the president over so the bullet missed him slightly you know these mm-hmm. sorts of moments and obviously Forrest comes a lot less extreme than that but it was like <laughs> he taught elvis presley to do the weird leg dance part because he had the do you
1: watch umbrella academy
0: no i don't no because that have okay, a little well, bit too
1: since you like that you should watch it
0: oh, okay that's interesting cool that'll be on the infinite list because Megan I, I have to Invincible's the next thing we need a watch. break
2: from superhero Megan stuff. needs a break I don't I want to watch more <laughs> I want to watch Doom Patrol I want to watch the Harley Quinn animated I've, I've thing. needed, I've needed a break because we watched all of the Batman movies for the this is a year ago now <laughs> Jesus Christ but we watched mm. all the Batman movies and then we watched all the super, uh, not no, Superman not Spider-Man Man movies and I, like, I definitely needed a break after the Spider-Man movies I want to show the
0: X-Men movies but I need to
2: it's just too much there's too much
1: well That's the thing. You have like the awesome parts of the X Men movies, and it's like you have to go through the ones that suck too.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to try and evade. I'm not going to show Dark Phoenix. I'm not going to show Apocalypse. There's no point. And then I'll have to show X Men the original, the first trilogy, and then I'll probably show. Wolverine Origins Wolverine and Logan, but Logan I'm saying for the end and Days of Future mm-hmm. Past and First Class I want to show because I think first class, Days of Future yeah, Past and are Logan great. are incredible. But I think that the weight of Days of Future Past doesn't work unless you've seen the original X Men trilogy, which the first that's two are great. good and the third one is not. But that's probably it
1: awful. It is absolutely awful. It's
0: probably the most important one compared when it connects to X Men Days of Future Past. It's just like oh it's got kind of like a Star Wars, like I have to show you Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones <laughs> for Revenge of the Sith to be good. It's- Just it doesn't really work otherwise. So we've gone off on a tangent. We're still talking about superhero stuff though, and it's you know there's a lot of rumors. The next big thing going into the MCU is going to be mutants because the whole one, all of wandavision That is, there's a comic that's very, very similar to wandavision and that it connects with House of M. M. Yeah, and it's that's where she exterminates almost every single mutant. And it's a very big, mutant-heavy storyline. But mutants are in X-Men. They're people born with superpowers. By rather the
2: mutants.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, there's been a lot of things where it's kind of like, is this connecting to mutants? And there's a lot of rumors that they're going to bring Wolverine into the MCU, but not Hugh Jackman Wolverine. So it's like, you know, I, I don't think it's going to be for years Yeah, I think that's going to be like phase six or seven, you know. <laughs> I think they're going to make the next big Ultimate Avengers ending thing is going to have mutants in it. I think that's going to be the big thing. That's my well, I was
1: hoping with the you know if we're avoiding spoilers for Wandavision, I was hoping that one big you know moment at the end of one of the episodes was how they were doing that. Mm. But uh, they're claiming that's not it.
0: Yeah, so we'll have to have to see. But at some point, Megan, you'll get to watch all the X Men films. can oh, wait. It's like Logan. You know, so Logan. Excited. Logan is so good. But if you haven't seen Wolverine, or anything else, it just it won't right, have the same impact. Right, you're not going to appreciate it. No, you'll just be like, why is all this weird stuff happening? <laughs> like, I don't know who this person is or why <laughs> all of this matters. You're
1: like, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: He wants to make sure you cry when you watch it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's a brutal movie. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, that's relatively it for Loki, I think. Is there anything else to add? Um, I'll ask you to plug away if if not, but is there anything else to add regarding Loki specifically, either of you two? No.
1: No, I just, I hope that they don't ruin his character. I, I like the way they're giving hints of his compassion away, that the way they're showing that he's not all good, he's not all bad. He was genuinely concerned about the people who were being left to die on that planet. And I think that that was good writing. That the, You know, he has a moment where he's like, they're just leaving them all to die. Really? Because two days ago you were destroying a city. And your brother tried to talk you down and you look like it was hurting you. It was genuinely hurting you. And you're looking around and then you stab your brother just to not be sentimental, (laughs) but there was still a tear coming down, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. I want to
1: see more of that complex Loki, you know, more of the, he's not all one thing. Hmm. I love that they outed him though. I love that they, they admitted that he is, he's really pansexual, but I think they're going for bisexual.
0: Yeah, I think, well, bi- I think bisexual is a term that, let's be generationally stereotypical here, that generally speaking pretty much everyone knows what bisexuality is now. Whether or not everyone accepts it is a different matter but generally everyone knows what it is. But then pansexual, there's people that are ge- generally in the older generation which may not actually know the difference so it's kind of like, eh. Because yeah, I-, I feel like nowadays it's it's i know they are two different things but they're quite they're very very closely linked
2: mm. right they are closely linked i liked how they did it though they just yeah. it was like no like no fuss about right. it it, it was there was just literally point to it yeah exactly <laughs> it was just a one-off line where he was like yeah sometimes and i was like, like
1: okay good both. cool i <laughs> and i think he said i suspect the same as you yeah, yeah.
0: and i love i love that because i've always said um that if and whenever we eventually have kids i don't mind if they're you know any part of the lgbtq plus uh i don't care what their sexuality is but i don't i don't want them to feel like they have to come out to me and say dad i'm gay or dad i'm bi they can just they come can just home come with, with
2: their respective
0: partner,
1: partner and, be, and like, be
2: like this, this is so and so and i'll be like cool cool they, this, this is just the person i love yeah, yeah it's like, it doesn't Period. make a difference to me yeah if the person it makes me happy that it's now starting to be like that in such big platforms like marvel yeah mm-hmm.
0: finally i mean i think lando's been bi forever but i think that's always in the comics they don't show that on screen very much i think they hint quite a lot towards it in solo but once again it's you know all p- the
1: best lovers are bisexual
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're clearly not very good lovers then
1: <laughs>
0: we're both terrible
1: <laughs> i think everyone's bisexual to a certain degree
0: i find, i do find that men are there is a level of attraction i i I do find men attractive in a lot of ways, but it's just as soon as you get below the waist, nope, it's gross. It's men's genitals. No, thank you. (laughs) It's disgusting. (laughs) The rest of the body is fine. You know, I think Chris Hemsworth is gorgeous. I think Chris Evans with a beard is gorgeous. You know, Paul Paul Rudd's like dad gorgeous. But then I love people like Brian Mulko, the singer of Placebo, who's, you know, androgynous and stuff. Like, I, I think all of them are very attractive in different ways, but as soon as you get below the waist, no, not interested not not at all. Well, it's
1: still it's very manly of you to even be able to admit that. There is a time where people would not.
0: Oh yeah. Me- Megan knows I have many many man crushes. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth for sure, Chris oh, Hemsworth. God, what a man. Jason Momoa is pretty high up there. Jason <laughs> Momoa is stunning. It just hurts me. I'm just like I'm pretty I'm not gay, but if I was single and he approached me, I'd be like, would I just with him? That's probably it's right? the best probably way of knowing if you truly are if it, if you want right. him or not like he's the epitome of like chiseled man In all I'm the right not ways. gay
1: but I'm willing to find out for sure
0: yeah with with Jason Momoa or Bradley Cooper could probably talk his way into my pants I think he's a nice he's an incredible man
2: this is a good way for, for Tonya to plug her stuff because it links it into is. like romance I said and it. love that's
0: why I said it we're at the end of Loki so we're all happy with Loki being by bi- and being you know really casual normal things and it becoming a more casual thing even though people on the internet still get you know whingy about it but yeah, fuck any of those suck. people it makes no difference at all but Tonya's got a podcast as Megan very nicely sort of helped plug. I should have just let her, I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just let Tonya say straight into it. But, Tonya <laughs> plug away at the, your amazing podcast, your blog, all the many things that you're involved with.
1: Well, I am an author and an actress right now. I am working on a book. I've been working on revisions for this book that was Loki inspired. So all of this Loki stuff in my head is really helping me because My agent was like, all right, we need more of this character. We need more of the stuff in his head. And yeah, this is one of the reasons I'm getting into Loki's head so much is that my character is so much like him because he was definitely inspired by him. He's inspired by a fan fiction I was doing that was Loki and Storm together. Okay, And there is a comic which I didn't know about until after I started writing this story that Chris Claremont did that where Loki actually kidnaps Storm and brings her to Asgard to be his queen. Oh, wow. And so, my, you know, my after I wrote the fan fiction story that no one ever saw, I started writing this other story because I kept coming up with bits that had nothing to do with Loki and Storm, but it felt like it was still interesting. And then I ended up writing hundreds of thousands of words. So it's definitely more than one book. Turn that into you know, I have the first novel written. My agent picked up 52 love and she took on this novel and now I am tweaking the novel by adding a lot more of the Lucian parts, which is Loki. and she's going to start submitting it later this year.
2: Nice. And
1: so that has been you know on my mind so much as I'm watching this series is all these tragic parts about his background and it's really good for helping with dialogue too like just phrases, different vocabulary. Mm. So that's what I'm focused on is revising that novel that is very much Loki inspired, working my podcast, which is based on a blog I did last year, 52 Love, 52 Love Lessons in 52 Weeks. And this year, we're going through the 52 Love podcast with a different guest each week. You guys are week five, I believe.
0: I will say yes. Even though I'm not 100% sure. I can link <laughs> in the description, but, you know, because I'll be the one.
2: We had you know, to write it? poems to each other. Yes. Yes,
1: it was wonderful. And then I'm also an actress. And it's funny, the last big role that I had involved a whole lot of one-take shots. So I think you're going to enjoy it, Mike.
0: Is that the one that I'm not going to say anything about that I might know a little bit more about than other people?
1: Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that's a good way. That's
0: a good way of talking about it. Hey, yeah, 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 I know that one. Awesome, so awesome. Uh, cool. And then uh, social media is uh, – what is your social media? I'll put them in the description as well, but just for audio-only listeners who can't be bothered to read the show notes. <laughs> tell them anyway.
1: I am across social media at Ms. Tanya Todd, and my website is www.mstanyatodd.com. and you can find me on IMDb. Just search for Tanya Todd there. That's T-O-N-Y-A. And the Fifty Two Love Podcast is on YouTube and Spotify and some of the other usual podcast places as well.
0: Wonderful. Megan, do you want to tell people you're
2: I don't have a podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> how we always start it. So well, I you kind of do now you, I do. You,
0: you co-host the afterthoughts. Oh, uh,
2: well. I have a an afterthoughts podcast on Mike's Patreon. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have I don't have a podcast. I have an Instagram account, which is all about health and fitness. Uh, and my weight loss journey so if you're interested in that you can follow me there it's grits gets fit and then it's G R I W T S gets fit
0: <laughs> i always make can spell it you grits do always you make me have spell one it. yeah <laughs> but i'll put that in the description as well guys uh, you can find me at genuine chits chat in all the usual uh social media places and yeah there's my show genuine chit chat different guests on each episode i've had Tonya on several times and then definitely will be more in the future but yeah, and I've got a Patreon, patreon.com slash genuine chit chat, where if you like hearing me and Megan talk and you thought, you know what could make this Loki conversation better if Tonya wasn't involved, well, perfect show for you. <laughs> Afterthoughts. so mean. Afterthoughts, which is me and Megan once or twice a week talk listen about Listen to
1: her boring American accent. <laughs> <laughs> so mean.
0: It's not mean. Tonya's been on plenty of times, but she isn't involved in our Patreon. She's a supporter, but she's not on any of the shows. So it's, uh, Yeah, if you want to hear me and Megan talk about movies and TV shows that we watch once or twice a week for like 10, 20 minutes or so, there's a one I released for free, which is Spider-Man 3, which Megan absolutely slated. I did slate that movie. Right, which was a lot of fun. That was a good one. Um, Yeah, you can find me. I've put all the details in the description and that sort of stuff. And listen to my Star Wars show, which will be on the feed of Comics in Motion, which is probably how people are listening to this. Uh, I talk about Star Wars comics. So then, guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you check out all the other amazing shows on Comics in Motion. Uh, Follow Comics in Motion at Comics in Motion P at the usual social media places. And yeah, check the show notes for all the other details. So that's goodbye from all of us then, guys. Cheers. Hi, I'm Mike Burton of Star Wars Comics and Canon and Genuine Chit Chat, and I'm here to talk to you guys about a new monthly show that's coming out on Comics in Motion very soon. Now the show's going to be called the Comics in Motion Book Club, and it's specifically going to be tackling one-shots, mini-series, or small volumes of ongoing runs of comics. The idea behind it is a host as well as a handful of guests are going to sit down like an old school book club and talk about the comic, the narrative, their thoughts on it, the art style and just generally all aspects of the comic in question. We would also love to hear from you guys on the show so please make sure you send in your thoughts, your questions or anything you'd like us to say on air and you can contact us either on social media at comicsinmotionp or you can email us at comicsinmotionpodcast at gmail.com We're also going to have a rolling host, so it's going to be a different person each month just so there's a nice big variety of the kind of comics that we tackle and obviously the guests are going to change as well, so every month is going to be something different. I'm going to be the host of the first episode and unsurprisingly we are tackling a Star Wars comic. Is going to be the first volume of Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith. It is the 2017 Darth Vader run, written by Charles Saul. We're going to be tackling issues 1 to 6 for the Chosen One arc, but the trade paperback collection is called The Imperial Machine. You can find this on Marvel Unlimited, and you can also find it on Hoopla, as well as you can buy it on Comixology and all the usual places that you find your comics. So, with that all said, guys, the countdown begins. Happy reading, and we look forward to hearing from you.